Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. I'm all right. So this is episode... What, what's this? Episode what? Five? I think we should stop talking about what episode it is and just call it by the month and the year it is. All right. Because you never know what fucking episode it is. So I know... That, but that's fucking rich, because I'm about to say this is March 1981. But you started getting all fucking panicky about it. you done all your prep for March... Like, 1981... For February 1981. No, I did all my February 81 prep for February 80, didn't I? Oh, yeah. It was, yeah so you won a month. It was a year. <laughs> Two silly old cunts who don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's what we should have called this podcast. <laughs> That's oh, the spin-off. Yeah. What have you been up to, much? Uh, I've, had, I've had an up and down week. I went to, the, went to the dentist and had the fucking root out from my gold tooth. Right. it had all gone wank. Uh, dentist, you go in there, they hurt you really badly, rape you in the face, you give them a grand, and then say thank you at the end of it. It's a yeah, good job, that, isn't it? It's a fucking great job. It's, um, is there any other experience that is that unpleasant and that expensive? <laughs> Mike knows of a few. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what we should also touch upon is the the the, the, uh, the let's call it surgery. The surgery that you had uh, was regarding the the gold tooth uh, that is no more. Yeah, uh, sparked a scene with the cunt and the gang uh, community, didn't it? Well, it weren't a scene so much as like conspiracy theories right. that I'd, I'd been picked off and replaced. <laughs> <laughs> there was a hashtag trending for a little while. Not not my cunt. <laughs> So was this like an uber nerd fan that saw you do your YouTube and was like, oh, where's it gone? Uh, uh, no, it's just a, a few of the regulars from the Corona Club just fucking, oh, because I've been doing the daily songs. Yeah. Just, just, spot, just spotted it, yeah. Because I didn't say anything about it. I was going to leave it till the weekend. 
And so when it come, when it actually come to the weekend, I had to kind of make up a really good excuse. I just made up that I've been time travelled back to the eighties before the gold tooth. <laughs> well, um, for the purposes of today's podcast, we are going to get time travelled back to the eighties. Um, as ever, should we start with films? Yeah, let's do it. Um, do you know what? Not a lot, mate. Not a lot. It's lean, isn't it? The film bit. It is a should bit... we call it the film round? It's not round enough to be round, is it? From no. flat. It's flat. I mean, The Omen 3. Has anyone seen that? Well, some people would have. I, I, I got the Omen DVD box set. Uh, How many f- are there? A few years ago. Five, I think. Jesus. I, was there five and then, uh, and then it, a, a remake of the original or a reboot? Right. But I, kinda, I watched the original one and then just didn't get around to fucking watching the sequels. I... I think I've only seen the first one. And when I look at the cover of the third, it don't pull me in. No? No, not at all. Um, It's good, though. The original's a good film, isn't it? Do you remember the Omen film? Yeah. Like, the only film in this list that I've seen um, is Chariots of Fire. I see I didn't even have Chariots of Fire in my list. Uh, because I think the website that we're going off is very sort of um, American. Well, there's one, there's there's one website that only ever has one film on or two films on, and then there's another one that has fucking hundred films that you've never heard of. Yeah, Chariots of Fire ain't on either of those. But when I went on Wikipedia, it was on there. I'll do a bit more research than you. I'll go deeper. Yeah, Wikipedia. I am a Wikipedia file. Right, so... I always thought you was a man who'd go yeah, deeper on the internet. Well, there is another film that I guess a lot of listeners would have heard of, and we'll get to that in a minute. But Chariots of Fire... I mean, have you seen that? Um, Yeah, a long while ago. I couldn't tell you anything about it, because I only found out five minutes ago. It was in March 81. So, I mean, I guess the, the, the big thing you think of is the Vangelis... Yeah, cool shit. It's fucking. It's a lovely song, isn't it? Is it? What? Well, I don't know. I, I don't think. Hold I've on. Heard hold it. on. I'm miming running. You are. Ding 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 ding. This is the good bit. Crescendo. It's good, isn't it? It's good. I'm on board. Um, yeah, I remember like seeing the. I remember seeing it like on telly when it, when they finally put it on telly and it, and, it, and like and just being because I only ever really seen the clip of them bombing it on the beach to that song. I yeah, yeah. Thinking, this looks good. And when I watched the film, just think it was really boring. I'm sure it's all right now. I'm not, you know, I only watched it when I was probably about eight. Oh, I don't know. I just think of people running on a beach and ding, 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 ding. ding. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, if we're going to talk about running, um, tell me, tell me about sports day at your school. Oh, just I fucking dreaded sports day at school. Really, I really fucking juniors dreaded, or seniors. Uh, seniors. Okay. I can't remember. I can't remember junior sports day. Like that it would have been mum like and dad's races, egg and like, spoon, fucking legs tied together. Don't and camp. Yeah. It's not, sa- it's, sack race. Not sport. It's not no. sport. No, it's not though. But it's, it's nice and inclusive, isn't it? Tell trace descriptions. Um, right, secondary school because that's when you step up. Yeah. No, it was, it was fucking. I, I wasn't. Uh, I was quite. Uh, I was quite tall. See, this is not the first thing I think of. I just think, like, I was still about three foot 
and you was about six foot. We, I mean, we was like Danny DeVito and old Schwarzenegger in Twins, <laughs> weren't we? Me just ripped to fuck. He was like this little bold twat. <laughs> <laughs> but you had like massive legs. No, I mean, they weren't as long as your arms, but they were fucking, they were proper long I was, legs. I was, I was taller than Big Bird, weren't I? Like age 11. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you had arms longer than Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that cup photo where you're standing there and your hands are lower than your knees. <laughs> it was a very... It looked like a short sleeve shirt on me, but it was actually long sleeve. <laughs> but... So... Which, I mean, I, I'm trying to cast our minds back to us because we would have been playing, like, football over the park and like and stuff like yeah. that at that age. Yeah, I but we... I can't necessarily ever remember you being, like, fast... No, I weren't. No, I, I weren't. For, I had no, none of the qualities that a sportsman would have. I had no coordination. <laughs> I was slow, and for a tall person, I had no leverage. Like I was fucking rubbish at basketball. There was kids like half as high as me could jump like twice as high because I just had no fucking no coordination or leverage. And uh, my my main memory of school sports days, and this this would have been the era of like. You know, early 80s, it was short shorts, wasn't it? Mm. The shorts were short. They were very unforgiving in the early 80s. If you see that, the, or even in 1990, I watched the other night the, the video of Gary Lineker shitting himself at Italia 90, and they were still short shorts. Uh, looking puzzled. Shit himself? <laughs> you ain't seen that? No. Right, so 1990 World Cup, England are playing. It's like, oh, I'm not sure whether it's Republic or Northern Ireland. But, uh, so... In the World Cup? In the World Cup, you know, that famous fucking 1990 team, Lineker Gaza, yep. right? Lineker shits himself, right? And he's laying on the ground. He sort of falls over, and you see him laying on the ground, and he sort of gets up and then just bum scuffs along the grass where and, like, just starts wiping the inside of his thighs. He's shit himself, and he's just trying to get it off his legs before he gets up again. Consummate professional. Yeah. Have a little YouTube because there's a YouTube there's a YouTube clip where he talks about it and oh he admits it yeah yeah I mean I've fair play to him yeah you ever shit yourself um not recently I shit myself <laughs> I shit myself once about fifteen years ago uh dressed as a clown at, uh, <laughs> at a fancy dress party you know what not Justin's one no Jim's one. Yeah, what, yeah. Uh, 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 in Basildon? Yeah, just so I had a bad tummy and just... <laughs> what a fucking terrifying clown. <laughs> Mummy, why does that clown smell funny? <laughs> and then... Um, was you in the venue? I... No, no I, was out, I was outside, but, you know, just had a, I'd, had a bad, I'd had a bad tummy. <laughs> they, you know, you think you can trust a fart and then just yeah. you feel a bit of liquid and you're like, oh! Misjudged yeah. situation. Yeah, I weren't a, it weren't yeah. a serious one. Go for the guns. Yeah, yeah, that that. Yeah, that was that. First time I remember shitting myself was um, how we ended up here. <laughs> Conversation. Uh, yeah, first time I remember shitting myself was going going. This <laughs> is one of my favourite fucking stories. I've told my kids this. My uncle, my uncle always came round and visited us like when when we was younger, and I, I must have been like. Five, I reckon, like maybe not even five, maybe like four or five. Yeah. And my uncle come round the sideway and heard the gate go, ran round to see him, and he went, Go for your guns. And like held his fingers out, shaped like pistols. 
and just what, like from holsters. Yeah, like yeah. pulled them out, like go for your guns, pulled them out as if from you know, imaginary yeah. holster, uh, pointed them and farted, and I just thought it was the best thing ever. <laughs> That's such a great gag. Yeah, we, we backfired on me in more ways than one. <laughs> And I've, I went round later on, because I always used to go and visit our elderly neighbour and just kind of sit in her kitchen while she yeah. sort of cooked dinner. And they were very posh, our neighbours, like, but, you know, just really, really lovely. And she always tolerated me just sat there in the kitchen kind of chatting. And uh, I went round, saw her and went, look, look, go for your guns, and pulled my fingers out, and I didn't have one ready. And so just, like, strained and, and just shit myself. <laughs> And I just, I remember her kind of taking my hand and leading me back round and go, oh, I think he's had an accident. <laughs> You're just going for your guns, mate. Yeah. Um, other films that, 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 on a sports day. So I didn't shit myself at sports day. Like, but you said you didn't like it. I just made me think maybe that's how much you didn't like it. No, I was fucking old. Did you ever compete? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I was fucking rubbish. I, I remember, I can't remember, this must have been like the, the third or fourth year sports day. Um, I remember deliberately like um, taking a day off on the day when they were choosing all the events because I thought I'd get out of it. Yeah. Like, oh, mummy, I've got a tummy ache. Um, but um, Why was you talking like that at 15? Because <laughs> you had to play, when you, had a, when you wanted a day off school, you had to make yourself look little than you actually yeah. were, didn't you? Yeah. Mummy, my tummy hurts. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so. Uh, Went into school the following day to find out they'd just put my name down anyway. Oh, and, and then I take it you then just get last knock. Yeah, the, shi- well. the, the shittiest fucking events. The 1,500 metre walk. And, uh, and uh, uh, what's it, 110 metre hurdles. See, uh, on paper, long legs, well, tailor-made. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. But I've got no leverage. Right. So I was just fucking, it was just, uh, it was like watching a stick insect. Like, it was just fucking rubbish. Like... That, honestly, the hurdles. So we lined up, and it was like a couple of kids who were like from the rugby team, like yeah, like really quick kids, Happy like end. second quickest kid in the school, first yeah. quickest kid in the school. Like they were all just fucking quick kids. Yeah. And uh, and me, who was about four foot taller than any of them, but just had no fucking coordination. Yeah. And the gun went, and they were all just off, like over the first hurdle, and then um, the second quick, quick quickest kid in the Is school. There a crowd there watching. Yeah, it's just it's everyone in your year, isn't yeah, it? Like yeah. you know, you're just like all the fucking birds and that, and <laughs> and like everyone was just gone. Like at the first hurdle, before I'd even got out of the blocks, and like you know, you think I'm coming last. I really didn't want to come. Just like because in school sports, it's just all about not standing out and it going anywhere apart from yep. last is yep. fine, isn't it? Yeah. Fingers crossed, someone's going to fall over. Yeah. So so this was this was the thing. Yeah. Was was the second quickest kid in the school fucking caught his foot on an hurdle. And went bang over, ah! over. But I didn't have time to go because I'm just like dum, 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 jump, dum, 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 jump, dum, dum, jump, right. And then I've kind of looked round and I've seen him getting up and just fucking coming for me. And there was like a photo finish at the line, but I fucking beat him. He came last. I was Loser. fifth. He was sixth. Yeah, that that was my fucking moment. That was my <laughs> moment. I managed to swerve sports day. So uh, what for uh, your whole school life? Yeah, like it was really weird, like. It was it was quite elitist, and it is still, from what I gather, that school still quite elitist for sport. Um, so obviously, we live near the sports, the athletic stadium. Yeah, and like, and so what they do is they hire that, and I think if, if I remember, like the whole school would be there. No, what would it be? Just a year? I can't remember. But I remember the first year, 
like a uh, hundred meters. Antonio ran it. He was in now, but he was quite little, Lee. Yeah, um, but but he was still he'd have done it in about nine point eight, wouldn't he? Yeah, he was he was he was swift. But at that point, I also think there was lads that were taller. And I remember their first year, Glenn Painter just smashed it. He was like lightning. But then I remember about the third year going to it, and all of a sudden, a few lads had pubes. Yeah, and then all of a sudden there was like a few lads that were running that used to be like small and, and and a bit and a bit you know fast, and then there was like fellas. Yeah, and I remember Mark Osmond, like who literally had an airy chest at school. I just remember watching him do hundred meters, and it was just like watching like the dad's race. <laughs> he was just like a fucking fella. Like a proper bloke, like having was a run. Was it sexier than that bloke up your road, like changing and the oil on his motorbike? Why, why are you fucking bringing that up again? I surrender! <laughs> I surrender! <laughs> that was the music playing when he bummed you. Like, <laughs> you're like, I do surrender, Anton. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. This is the disclaimer. Uh, Stuart Whiffin <laughs> would like to just clarify that Anton from Darkview did not bum him. Um... To our surrender by rainbow, uh, right? So, uh, film-wise, is there any more films I want to touch? Yes. So this I've been told is a classic. Uh, the postman always rings twice. Never seen it. No, I, I had to have a little Google and see what it was. Is it Nicholson? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why I've got written Jack Nicholas. <laughs> pretty good with nine iron as well. Um, Jess- I- and Jessica Flange. <laughs> Um, do you reckon there was a porn version of Jesse Flange called Jesse Flange? Def- definitely, or, or or like a a, a drag queen. That would be a yeah. classic drag queen's yeah. name, Jessica Flange. Good shout. Um, so it made me think of um, things that, as soon as I just thought of a postman, I ended up developing um, a daily conversation with my postman, um, probably around the time that. Um, we were both uh, doing bands. Uh, I think you weren't living at home, but I was living at home with my parents at this point still. And uh, and so if you cast your mind back to the sort of the, the mid-90s, uh, as the sort of demise of vinyl kicked in, it, well, it wasn't vinyl as well. If you buy a seven-inch or you buy a CD single, inside would always be like a little card where you'd fill it in no stamp required. You'd fill it in your details and then post it. And it'd to Le- Leeming and Spa, CV11, oh. 4PZ or whatever it fucking yeah. was, wasn't it? It was Lemon and Spa. And it was obviously this kind of hub that like that had this set up for like, bands that handled their like, mailing lists. Yeah. And so, you know, you send it off and you would, you know, then get like post. And uh, and it's always good to get post. <laughs> uh, and you'd get like, and I've still got like a box of it next door. And I've got like Christmas cards from Oasis and stuff like that. And so you get all the Britpop bands and stuff like that would send you like postcards and stuff like that when it was yeah, just let you know their singles out. And yeah, which was really nice and it was and it was fun. And then it then got out of hand because the you then just filled all of yours out with my address and a variety of nicknames, which as Roy. Then become like Ray, Ray Gunn, Roy Tazmac, like 
I mean, it just got more and more ridiculous. John Thomas. It was just all shit like that, right? And my postman at the time was someone that my dad grew up with that would always try and engage my dad in conversation. And my dad weren't too fussed about getting involved in that chat. Uh, but a postman, what do they do when they, when they turn up at your ass? What's a postman do? Puts letters through your door. End of. Not this one. Right? So, knock, knock, knock. So, he'd knock every day. And, like, my dad would be like, I'm not opening it. So, I'd go down, <laughs> and there he'd be. <laughs> Hello, mate. And I'd be like, all right. And he'd be like, who do you think it is today? And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Roy loves men. No, no, no. Here we go. And I remember he gave me a super grass postcard addressed to Pat Wixie's Red Mank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who could have sent that one. And I remember just thinking, it's now becoming a daily thing where my postman's knocking on the door to just explain to me that, is this for you? And I think, of course it's for me. You know it's for me. And you know that there's some fucking knobhead round the corner that's sending me these things with more and more offensive things. I'm also quite glad that he knocks on the door and Mrs. Whiffin isn't just going, here we go. Is this another one of cunts things that he's just done? Yeah, there you go. Please with yourself. Did your mum did your yeah, ever see it? Yeah, of course she did, yeah. Did I anything anywhere near as rude or offensive as Pat Wixie's Red Mank? That's really offensive. No, isn't it? Okay, it was normally it was it was your, your John Thomas, wasn't it, and Paul Skinback and all, all them kind off. of thing. Yeah, it was as it was as much about uh, like you know, like if you'd fucking had to buy a top loaders single for your DJing, yeah. like getting rid of fucking top loaders mailing list card on someone else, wasn't it? Just <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee that I would have got that, and I definitely know for a fact that I got postcards from Northern Uproar. <laughs> Oh dear. Well look, um talking music, should we have a little look at the at the charts this year to see what's uh... Oh I had a couple of I had a couple of other film based um... Oh yeah, oh sorry, yeah. Um well on that on that site that showed you all the films, uh did you see the the Devil and Max Devlin? What's that? Well, I'd never heard of it, but there's a picture from you know Ross from Friends' dad. Yeah. Right? Him, I can't remember what his fucking name is, but he's Ross from Friends' he's dad. Mash, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and then in the background behind him is Bill Cosby in like devil's horns oh, and a I fucking red cape. That. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, chilling vision of the future. Cool, yeah. Yeah, hiding in plain sight. Mm. Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. There you go. Yeah, because there was a kid who lived around here called Elliot Gould. He was at that fucking party when I had the big dildo money holder. Really? Elliot Gould, yeah, I was sat next to him. So I remember when the police said, what's your name? He said Elliot Gould. Oh, yeah. He weren't in MASH, though. No, he weren't. He was mashed. <laughs> <laughs> you got another film? Uh, I have, yeah. The other one was, I haven't seen it myself, Miracle on Ice. I don't imagine that's very good. Well, uh, starring Carl Molden, you know, the bloke with the big conk from Streets of San Francisco. Right. And a young Steve Guttenberg. Oh, I did see that. I yeah. did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who later went on to become a Mahoney in Police Academy. Did, did you read into what the miracle was? It was uh, some well, American... You're making this up now, aren't you? Huh? I know you're going to make something up now. 
Well, I wasn't going to, but I am now. <laughs> it was this little kid in a wheelchair. No, he wasn't. Who got taken skating. And, like, all he wanted was to get up, but, like, he was just pushed around like one of them penguins. Yeah. And then... He got loose. <laughs> it's like, his legs just started work, working and he skated. And that oh, was the boy. miracle on ice, yeah. And that was Steve Guttenberg played the part. Oh, and who better to play that? Yeah. Feel good, feel good classic. Oh, let's get out at Christmas. Right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's have a look at the charts. Uh, right, so we're going to go for. Um, I'm going to go for the tail end of March this uh, this time, mate. How are you? Yeah. Uh, let's have a little look. Let's go right at the end and see what's going go on. To fi- go to fi- have you done it already? No. Go to fifteenth of March because it's quite quite. A, I've got. That's what I did. That's what I sent you the link for. Uh, that's what I did have up. Yeah. Go on. Do you want to kick things off with a tune? Well, I want it to shake. I want it to shake things up a bit with Shaky. Oh. At number two with this old house. Thoughts on Shaky? Well, like, I don't think history's been kind to Shaky, but at the time, I remember thinking Shaky was quite good as as a kid. I remember thinking Shaky was proper cool. Um, he was like, well, he was like Elvis, wasn't he? He was just like, and and what nonce? Well, like no, like <laughs> our uh, our mate Jim, like his dad's a diehard Elvis fan. Uh, and if you mention Shaky, he gets all upset. He won't, won't even entertain it. He's like, oh, really? oh, fuck him, fuck him. And it's like, I don't think like he was ever like trying to dethrone the king. But um, I remember thinking like, I remember Jez's sister wrote to Jim will fix it to meet Shaky. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, he always seemed like he'd be all right, Shaky. Yeah, I always thought he seemed all right. Have you made a few quid? He, he must have, but then no one in the 80s ever... Like, he didn't write any of the songs, did he? Because they was all fucking cover versions, yeah. weren't they? And, uh... <laughs> did you like that? I remember thinking it was brilliant when I was a kid. Was that this old house? Yeah. Right. Ain't no longer. Ain't no more. Ain't got time. What were the other ones? Whoa, whoa, Julie. If you love me truly... There's an old piano and it's playing hop behind the green door. Oh, that was great. I don't know what they're doing, but they laugh a lot behind the green door. I'm not singing it in that voice. He, he had like... He did come see About Me as well. And, and I heard that before the Supremes version of it. But he also... Because he didn't fuck off. Like he, he, he stuck about because it would have been about 87. He was doing lipstick, powder and paint. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, what do you want to make those eyes uh, me for? I mean, it's ironic we're singing this in the club, sing around because Vic's in the video to that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a very young. If you ever get the chance to see the video to um, Why Do You Want to Make Those Eyes at Me for, when it gets to the middle of late, uh, the, the, the middle eight, sorry, a very young because it's all filmed in like a high street somewhere in the Midlands. Yeah, a very young Vic Reeves jumps in the middle of the shot and starts dancing like a Wally. Oh, like, really? Obviously grabbing his moment with Shaky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember thinking he was like a pretty cool, a pretty cool guy. Obviously, I don't necessarily. No, it turns out he weren't. Like, yeah. Dude, I'm trying. I don't want to repeat ourselves, but. Obviously, we have a few beers when we're doing this, so there probably will be some crossover. Did we chat about Sexy Kim? 
I say sexy kids then. No, sexy kids. No, I don't think we did talk about Kim. Wit woo. Yeah. Kids in America. I mean, at what, you still a fan of that song? Yeah. It's great, isn't it? I, I think it's Kim Wilde's greatest moment. Yeah, I don't think she's topped that. No. Like, uh, yeah, she was just fucking great, wasn't she? Um, I've still got, I'm looking at the, the, the cover of it on the internet at the moment. Can you remember you got me it signed for my birthday? Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, I must have got that because I've, I've got it signed. I must have got it signed at the same, yeah, it's got, same it, time. It says, happy birthday, happy birthday, Roy. Uh, lots of love, sexy Kim. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I might have signed that myself. What? Huh. Thanks for listening, peeps. We'll be back <laughs> next time. <laughs> um, yeah, because so I was um, I was DJing at this kind of uh, little 80s club in Soho. And uh, and then, what was it? Yeah, one of the blokes who was who was DJing there, who turned out to be a confidence trickster. Um, <laughs> I worked there for fuck. I worked there for like six months and didn't get a fucking penny. And it turned out, yeah, it turned out he was a bit of a confidence trickster. But um, he he knew Ricky Wilde, Kim's brother, somehow. Yeah. And uh, Ricky and the old man wrote it, didn't they? Yeah. 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 And uh, and uh, yeah, and so Ricky bought Kim down one night, and she looked fucking, she looked fantastic. Oh, lovely, sexy Kim. I used to like. It didn't happen very often, but I used to quite like when a pop star turned up to the club and then signed all your records. Well, Chris Lowe turned up, didn't he? Yeah. And like, and you was like, "Will you sign me records?" And then I presume he didn't realise that you was going to then pull out, make him sign all of them, the entire back. The and, the, and Dusty Springfield and Liza Minnelli <laughs> I made him sign about 20 fucking records brilliant um, number four Dan 2 Kings of Wild Frontier we spoke about the Ants didn't we last time yeah and do the huckle but uh, reward did we touch on that we spoke about reward in one of the earlier episodes we ba, talk- ba 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 <laughs> that's an intro isn't it <laughs> That'd be a good thing to do over the years. If you ever want anyone to shut up. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. <laughs> what? Well, I'm just starting off reward. Have you ever uh, have you ever been rewarded an award? <laughs> Your links are getting slicker. <laughs> so fucking tenuous. Um, I've got... Um, I don't think I've got an award in the whole of school. I remember... There was an award. There, I'll tell you what, there was a fucking award, right? In in the final year of juniors uh, for knowing all your times tables. And uh, it was me and uh, Danny Mayo, Paul Mayo's brother, were kind of like neck and neck. But I knew I, knew I was going to fucking beat him because I knew the tables. But just need, you had to have an opportunity to get up in front of the yeah. teacher and say, and say your tables. And... I was on my 12 times table, and I think he still had 11 and 12 to do. Got up in front of the teacher, and I fluffed it. Right. And then we went on holiday, like, because you used to go on holiday in school time, didn't you, in the 80s? Yeah. And uh, when I got back from holiday, fucking Danny Mayo, he'd got in there, fucking in like Flynn, he'd done his 11s and 12s, and he'd won the pencil and rubber kit, the cunt. So you didn't get an award? No. That was, that, that was the time I nearly got an award at school. Well, you would have had loads of like 
You used to go like football presentations. Like you would have had like sat there in like your fucking shirt and fucking trousers. Yeah, but I, I never got an award for being any good. You get a fucking trophy for oh, you get a trophy for like being part of the team. Don't matter. It's an award. No, nah, it's not really though. Is I've it? Nev- it's, I've never won an award. Yeah, but you've never done anything outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> This idea you can just sit there in your pants having a wank over 80s feel-good films and someone's going to give you an award for it. I mean, if anyone wants to set up an award ceremony for that, then uh, I'll quite happily turn up with Breakfast Club and St Elmo's Fire and put in a fucking stellar effort. Um, okay, uh, Vienna we spoke about, didn't we? Um, four from Toya, the EP, uh, was up from 11 to 8. I mean, we spoke about Toya, didn't we, with uh, current... We touched on her. I mean, the stuff that she's put out today, she's literally got black tape over her nippy nips uh, and, a see- <laughs> and a see-through top doing Toxic by Britney Spears. Oh, really? Whilst old, uh, what's his name? Who's the fella? Robert Fripp. Fripp. He's... Uh, strumming one out in the background. He's quite literally strumming one out in the background. I hate people that still like their wife's tits. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because oh, it's their wife. Like, it's disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> How dare you like your wife's tits? Like, stop pretending you like your wife's tits. You've seen them millions of times. You're bored of them. Like, you like the tits on the internet. You do like the tits on the internet. Um, I, One thing I noticed was that number nine was The Who with You Better You Bet. You better, you better, you bet. It's good, that. Yes, well, it's all right, isn't it? You better, you better, you bet. Oh, I quite like that. What do you think about Pete Townsend? Never proved. Uh, just did a bit of research. Number eleven. <laughs> um, do you think? Do you think he's one of them people that just like people just really like his music, don't they? So they just want him not to have done anything. So I know we spoke about Southern Freeze by Freeze last week, <laughs> but um, stop moving on. <laughs> I want a big nonce chat. We'll get to Nom's chat later, don't worry. Oh, don't make everyone wait till fucking December 1989. <laughs> we'll go out with a bang, won't we? No, the London Marathon was launched this month. We'll get to oh, Nom's, yeah. don't worry. Um, uh, Southern Freeze by Freeze. I mean, spoke about it. Um, oh, do you know what? Before we get on to that, Kiki D Star. Yeah? Is that Star? That's what they call you. I don't yeah. think I've heard that since that then. I, I don't know if that's going to hold up. Did it hold up in the first place? I don't know. I remember thinking that was really cool when I was a kid. I don't know, yeah. I don't know. Um, Southern Freeze Freeze. Uh, so I, I just looked at Freeze and just thought of Mr. Freeze. Yeah, yeah the number one, number one selling ice pole of the late 80s. Did we get banned from the shop for what we was doing to the Mr. Freezes? I, was you doing that? Because I wasn't actually fucking doing that. But I got ba- I got banned because he thought that I'd snap the ice poles. Was it you snapping the ice poles? No. Did you snap the ice poles, you cunt? We all did. No, I didn't snap the ice poles. I wouldn't do that. It's classic you, that. No, it ain't. It's classic you. I think I need to snap all the ice poles. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll keep looking at it. You do it. <laughs> what? No, it weren't me. No, Roy done it. Like, um, yeah, we we used to hang around outside this shop, and and we spoke about this when we was out having a walk the other day, just thinking, 
we was under the illusion like that, that they quite enjoyed us being there. Yeah, we were a bit of light relief, you know, from the day-to-day drudgery of running a shop. <laughs> In hindsight, we were just fucking a nuisance. We was an absolute nuisance. Um, we got told off because we all pretended we was dead and drew round each other in chalk oh, outside, horrible. outside the front of that shop. <laughs> and like, we thought it'd be fine to turn the front of the shop into a crime scene. <laughs> Can you remember when we done a genie and the whole of the fucking bush went up down the side and then we all legged it and the fire brigade got called? No, I don't think I was there then. That was naughty. Do you remember getting cans of uh, shaving foam and putting... The you know the tops of deodorant cans on them instead of the shaving foam ones and it just fired it about twenty fucking meters <laughs> and we covered the whole fucking pavement in front in front of the shopping shaving it looked like it snowed it was like the middle of fucking July <laughs> they didn't find that funny nah. they were trying to run a business people did not need to fucking pop their moon boots on to pop up the body to buy a paper that was fucking ridiculous um, but I do remember that you was like. Should we just like? I don't know if they'd like told us to maybe not keep going in there or something. And I know at one point, like, because Mister Freeze is at the time a five p, and I remember like we used to go in there and buy a load, and yeah. we'd like buy like thirty or forty p's worth of Mister Freeze's yeah. and just sit on the bench and eat ice poles. No wonder we were so hyperactive. All the fucking <laughs> e numbers in Mister Freeze, they're like bright blue, aren't they? Yeah, and I, I don't know what happened, but I remember going in there and like and just kind of casually, oh, I might buy one. Just snap. I might. Oh, well, have you seen that snap? And I was like snapping ice poles, and then I can't remember getting barred, but you remember getting barred. I got, but I got barred over over the fucking. You was three foot taller. You looked like that you was grooming us all, so that's why you <laughs> always got the blames. I was. No, I got oh yeah, I got fucking barred. I remember because he come round and talked to my dad, like come round and knocked on the door and talked to my dad and said like I was barred from the shop. <laughs> I didn't get barred. Um, right, let me have a look. Oh, so you've yeah. always done that though, haven't you? What? You know, like just done some it, like duck down behind the bush. I've got the fucking blame for it because I'm tall. I'm ducked down behind the bush, but I can see my hair sticking out over the top. Then I've got the fucking blame for it. The only thing I can ever think of where where we've been caught was flyposting. <laughs> so you drove us down outside this nightclub. We'd fly at it. I found the spot. I printed the posters. I made up the paste. So what? I'm, I'm going to get out and fucking put the posters on the wall as well. Right. So to give this a bit of context, uh, Cunt and I was running club nights. Uh, in South End, and so what we decided would be a good idea was to to go to South End uh, and fly post. So uh, you you was printing off um, copious amounts of stuff um, through through the business that you worked for at the time illegally, uh, and then we'd go out and we'd we'd, we'd fly post. Um, and this night we'd we'd gone to to South End, and it was in fairness, it was probably a fucking ridiculous o'clock. Yeah. Uh, and you'd pulled up, and you was like, "Yeah, go on in. Like, I'll, I'll stay here and keep look at." Um, you didn't really keep very good look at, did you? Because me and Steve went and put like a load of posters on on the wall outside the cinema, and then literally, boom! <laughs> fucking police car pulls over. I came from nowhere. Uh, just you pulled up just in front of your car, 
uh, and then went, what are you doing? And obviously, <laughs> we've got like posters, a bucket of paste and a brush. <laughs> and you, you reply with, nothing. <laughs> it's like, <"Well>, no. <laughs> and he went, and it was quite weird because we'd lucked out that there was just like an absolute pillback of a copper because he went, his partner was sitting in like the passenger seat and, and he sort of leant out the sort of driver's side door and he went, take them down. And so that obviously, for those that have never bill posted, I take it you've, walked, you've done wallpapering. It's sodden in like spunky paste. So we've kind of like pulled down these like sort of three or four A3 posters and sort of pushed them into like a big paper mache mess. And he went, give us some out. And we was like, what? <laughs> and he went, give us some out. And so we then sort of put them in his hands. And he went, now go on, sling your hook. And I remember like just thinking... I've just plonked, and, I, and, and you could see he's, he's like the other cop in the car. Sort of look at him, just like, why have you just fucking? And he, he literally had his hands out the window with all of our fucking uh, paper mache in his hand. And then obviously we get back, and fucking there's cunt literally fucking reclined his seat all the way fucking back, <laughs> being all fucking secret squirrel, whilst men under the fucking guise of keeping lookout. So uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I put my work in getting the posters done and making the paste up. Okay, just little flip through the. Uh... I see at number twenty, um, Duran Duran, they're there with Planet Earth. First track, right? Well, that would be the first. That was their first hit, wasn't it? Chart bother. Yeah. See, I've spoke to you about this, and I know because of that that fella that duped you at that club, he spoiled Duran Duran for you, didn't he? Yeah, it was it was sort of that, but it was also like. I don't know, something's, something's just happened. Like, since the 80s, sort of Duran Duran had got worse for me. Like, I just like I just like them less and less. And the, the same with, like, Spandau Ballet and, and Wham. Like, the further the 80s had got away, the worse fucking Duran, Spandau and Wham seemed to me. I wouldn't say that Planet Earth's one of my faves. I do like it, and I still like Duran Duran. I think Hungry Like a Wolf's fucking great. I think that's yeah. I still like. I still think that's all right. I like. I still think Rio's all right and and Planet Earth. But flex, like, flex, 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 flex. Do you like that one? <laughs> no, I, I mean that's dog shit, isn't it? I like that one. Do you? Why don't you? That was one of the first uh, sevens I owned. That. Oh really? Yeah. But the words just sound like someone's just cut and pasted from a thesaurus. Yeah, but it's pop, isn't it? It sort of is, but like, does it have to be so rubbish? Like, so vague and pop can still be good, can't it? Yeah, of course it can. And and like, but I do think like it's sort of of the ease of the era. Yeah, and they were obviously they're a bit poncy, weren't they? And like, but they were, you know, all pretty handsome and yeah, and looked good and and he, you know, and they just had very catchy songs. Yeah, they did. They're better than Kajagoogoo. I don't, I don't hate Duran Duran, but I do think they're not as good as I used to think they were. I think they all understand what they are, but I do think Nick Rose thinks they're the Velvet Underground. <laughs> I think Nick Rose thinks they're a little bit cooler than they are. Yeah, but I, I think you've, when you hear people in bands talk, I think you often think... You know, like if you hear someone in Shed Seven talk, you think, "Hold on, these think they're the Stone Roses." 
but I think you have to have that fucking ego to be be that successful in the first place. Yeah. I'm just flicking through the 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 the, the, the charts before we move on. Um, oh, Fan Dabby Dozy uh, charted by the Crankies. Oh, good for them. <laughs> I mean, what'd you make of the Crankies? That's uh... yeah, they were a funny old bunch, weren't they? Yeah, but what did it come to light that they were swingers? I believe that was part of part of the thing, but it was it was sort of after their heyday, wasn't it? Quite literally, a short straw. If you got that, <laughs> do you think nowadays? A bloke with his missus done up as a little boy would be on kids' TV? Probably not. What's worse, dressing your missus up as a little boy or dressing the little boy up as your missus? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in today's fucking fast-paced world of celebrity, I mean... Nowadays, you know, imagine if the Crankies come out now and all of a sudden everybody bought into it and then a sex tape come out. I mean, it would be fucking... It would destroy you, wouldn't it? Yeah. The sort of seeing fucking... What's his name? Hanging out the back of Jimmy Cranky. Ooh! <laughs> that would not be fan-dabby-dozy. Uh, yeah. Fucking hell. Cranky's so bizarre. Yeah, but there was a lot of that about, wasn't there? Like, Rod Owenino. That was a... Puppet, that wasn't his fucking. Yeah, missus. I know, but he was a weird looking bloke. Do you reckon? Do you reckon he, he treated that puppy like his missus? I mean, no, I, I honestly just think Rod Ole was just an angry man. <laughs> I just think he was frustrated. You know, you, you see him, like, all he basically was was a bloke with a fucking bird for an hand that just started on people. Yeah. Oh, but it, it does become. It becomes a real bugbear and really cumbersome just fucking lugging a hand puppy around. I was the same with little cunt. Like, by the end, like, I just used to get backstage after a gig and just kick him around the dressing room. Yeah, but you didn't take him to a travel lodge and fuck him. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, let's have a little look. Where are we at? Uh, uh, let's have a little look at the uh, the news. Uh the ZX81 come out. There was a ZX80, wasn't there? That was white, I believe. Yeah, I think it was the one before, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, but I think the ZX81 was the one that kind of caused the furore. Yeah. I, I remember we had a ZX80 in computer classes at, at junior school. Wow. And uh, the computer teacher was called the Reverend Evans. <laughs> and it was just this, this like, old... Was he a reverend? Yeah. Or had he just given himself that name? No, like, it wasn't like Reverend the <laughs> Who you got for uh, computer studies? Oh, uh, Reverend Evans. <laughs> no, he, he, uh, he was like a big, you know, great big, yeah, gets one then. Uh, a great big bloke with a beard, like Brian, you know, like Brian Blessed, kind of. Reverend Evans. Uh, I mean, my only recollection of computers at junior school would have been one like, BBC computer that was like the holy fucking grail that was wheeled in like the telly and the video used to get wheeled in. Yeah. And you'd like, you, you just like look at it and like maybe you was allowed to sort of touch a couple of keys, but like never got to do anything on it. What was that, junior school or senior school? Junior school. Senior school, don't think I even touched a computer, but you, you obviously, you know, you went to a, a posh school. 
Well, we had, like, I remember, um, but it kind of come, there weren't a computer class when we started there in the first first year, and then there was a lesson started, computers. I don't know it was like the second or third year. I had done computer studies, but I don't think I touched a computer in you two just, years. You just studied. But a girl was in my class. Studied a picture of one. And like, but no, we did. We literally used to read books. And I remember one class, it was like this huge block, this new room that was like the computer room. Had this like massive, um, like uh, like blackboard that sort of slid, and you could get behind it. And so I remember like sort of getting behind it and coming out and saying that like, I've been to Narnia and getting in a lot of trouble. Uh, <laughs> but our teacher was called Sia, and his first name was Cecil. Uh, and I, I, he won't even probably remember this, but every time he used to say something, Gal used to go, "Mmm, Cecil says." <laughs> <laughs> and it used to really fucking make me laugh. Uh, and yeah, but like, I think I got like, an ungraded in computer studies. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I, I can, even if like, I can't even remember if there was any computers in that class. I certainly didn't get to touch them. That teacher just fucking hated us. Yeah. Like, I think we just hoped that we'd be playing like asteroids and shit like that. Yeah, that's the dream, isn't it, with computer yeah. classes? So we had like we had computer computer lessons at junior school, and like you know it'd be like once every week or once every couple of weeks, Reverend Evans would come in, and you'd have this uh, have this ZX eighty, and then and then we got a ZX eighty one, but I don't remember anything about it. And then at, at big school, um, they got all these BBC, but like B, were they BBC B computers? Yeah. And like ones with like the red keys at the top. Yeah, and like, yeah. And and I remember we had one between two, and we kind of went into this class. You know, with all these computers, and we all had to sit there. And they sort of talk. Uh, the teacher, Mister Fordham, talked about them, and uh, we weren't allowed to touch them. And then he said, "Right, now I want you to write something in lowercase. That means small letters." And so uh, I wrote "sod off," right? But then I couldn't work out how to delete it. <laughs> And then he's just walked up, walked up behind me and seen it, and I got told off. But that was my first experience with proper computers. Sold 1.5 million uh, 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 that year. Um, also, what the ZX81? Yeah. Uh, did you, you? You didn't have a ZX81, did you? No, my, my first computer was uh, a Commodore 64. Right. Um, I had a. Did we touch on this? That I had like this Philips. Uh, gaming console when you had an Atari spot like um, <laughs> my, my, my old man bought this Philips thing a Philips GT2000 or something which had a touch pad on it like a keyboard but I don't know what you'd ever use it for and like and these like consoles that you plug into it and I think I had like two games and no one I knew had one and so I just had two games and it was just fucking rubbish uh, and it was the same with like videos like you had a VHS, didn't you? But we had a Betamax, and it was like... But it was a bit hell. of a gamble at the time, wasn't it? He's like, there was this thing, and there was this other thing, and yeah. you fucking gambled on what one you was going to get. One took off, and then the other one didn't. I always got it wrong. Always got it wrong. We got Betamax, and like they would have sold him the dream that like it's better quality, which apparently it was. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, but, like... Did you ever hear him call Betawix? No. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, same when I got my bike, I remember like chopping in my boxer, and I showed you where that uh, bike shop was the other day, didn't I? Yeah. And I said, I remember going in there, and like, and I just thought, right, big boy now, chopping me Rayleigh boxer, 
I'm going to just fucking bypass the striker. Give me a grifter. I remember the fella going, just uh, heads up. These things here, mate. And I was like, what are they? He went, BMXs. And I went, how many gears? He went, none. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's got red, yellow, and blue, mate. And he was like, yep. And uh, I love the grifter, dad. So I remember getting me grifter, and then literally within about a fucking month, there's everyone doing bunny ups and fucking jumps on these fucking bikes that didn't weigh fuck or ET drops. And I'm still literally driving around a cast iron fucking thing stuck in red gear. They were heavy, wouldn't like, they, grifters? Fucking so heavy. Like, I just think, fuck's sake, I had that thing for fucking years. What colour was your grifter? Blue. Like, mm. You didn't have a grifter, did you? Yeah, I did. We got fucking nicked. You had a chopper, didn't you? My house. Yeah, I had a chopper. But the, the chopper was uh, the chopper was second hand. That was red. And, I don't uh, remember you having a, a grifter. And uh, did I get the chopper? Right, I think I got the grifter. And me, me mum and dad had bought it new. I got it for Christmas. And it got nicked from outside the house. Like, you know, up, up the drive, but outside the house. And then because of that, I got a second hand chopper after that. I don't mean like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's rough justice, isn't it? <laughs> that taught me a lesson. <laughs> Not your bike! <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, yeah, so also uh, on the 3rd of March... Uh, the first ever home base opened uh, its uh, its superstore in uh, in Croydon. Um, decor and that in the eighties. Like, yeah, was your old man like DIY? Well, my old man was a builder, wasn't he? So yeah, but that means normally, so, that yeah, everyone so, else's house looks great, but like when you get home, you're home, isn't you? He did. He did this massive fucking. I mean, this would have been like the the, the late eighties. He did a massive extension on the back of our house. And, like, because my old man was a bit dodgy, he got the bloke from the local snooker club to write a letter to the council saying that my old man was an amateur snooker player uh, who, who was trying to turn professional and needed a room big enough to have a snooker table and, you know, queue space all around it. And That's, that's how, a great hustle. That's how he got the council to agree to a six-metre extension. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's my old man all over. <laughs> But he built this massive fucking extension. But because it was so fucking big, it took like ages to ages to do. Because he was doing it kind of in between, you know, working and earning. I I remember like I can't ever recall my dad doing like DIY, and like and it's kind of that's been something bestowed upon me. Like I ate DIY, I ate it when like, but then Carol will like. Um, kind of just casually say things like like this weekend she went um how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Harry's door's not shutting properly, is it? Um, do you know anyone that can, uh, you know, is all right with, like, you know, carpentry <laughs> and that's basically like um do you know a real man <laughs> like if so give him a ring you useless prick and it's like and loads of things like that and it's like i worked on a building site for about two years it weren't me mate like and i ain't saying i'm better than that just different but you know it's like they're all sort of sitting there like, and does anyone hear me go like, uh, does uh, anyone like the Smiths? It's like <laughs> you don't fit in, do ya? No, I well, know. Like, yeah. you, you was a builder, weren't you? You worked like with your old man and that. I mean, I, I just kind of, I sort of worked with my dad in the holidays and stuff, and then like. I suppose, like, for a time when I didn't have any work when I was about 19, just went and went and worked with him for a while. Yeah. But I, I remember fucking... <laughs> I remember, like, just really hating it. Because I, I didn't have any aptitude or, or interest in doing it, because I just wanted to be in bands. Yeah. You know, and, or, or dick around. Yeah. And um, so, like, you know, you'd have to fucking mix... You'd have to mix cement and, like, put it on the bricklayer's boards. Yeah. And what you'd have to do is you'd have to keep an eye... On when they were about to run out, yeah, and then put it on, yeah. But I couldn't understand why they couldn't just tell you when they was running out, like a bit more over here, mate. Yeah. But that, like, that weren't the system. The no. system was you, and, and like, if you didn't get it on the on the bricklayer's bolt, bloke was a prick. Yeah. He'd just fucking sit there and not do anything. <laughs> and the old man would go to him, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "You ain't put any muck on me bolt, like grass you up." So like, it was your fault. Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah, I remember I remember like it being absolutely fucking freezing and taking this barrel full of hardcore up a scaffold board into a skip 
and it just like skidding off on the ice and me just like landing in this pile with all this hardcore and this barra in the freezing cold and like when bricks hit you in the cold it really hurts and everyone like rushed over checked you was alright yeah <laughs> that's just fucking pissed their pants didn't they <laughs> fortunately it was in the days before camera phones otherwise I'd have been on fucking beetles about I can't tell you like the fear I get when I have to do something where there's people about fundamentally I will go for the prime example of what you just said there of running a barra up a thin bit of timber and then having to empty it into a skip because you can't like go up there slowly like nah. you've got to go up there with conviction even though you've got no conviction in what you're doing yeah and you get up there and you have to look like you've done it a thousand times that day yeah even though you're thinking oh fucking hell that's really heavy and like I don't think I've ever managed to pull that off where I've not just like emptied half of it in and then it's gone, yeah. and I've like literally <laughs> just gone off the side with the weight of it. Because I just ain't got that strength. I haven't got that. I'm just not a bloke. No, I'm not a bloody bloke either. <laughs> I remember that day falling off the fucking plane. Yeah. And then um, that day it just started to snow. <laughs> And just being outside in the snow, it's fucking freezing. You've got to move scaffolding poles which stick to your hands when it's fucking freezing cold. And I just remember like this bit of snow landing on me and just thinking in my mind, it's snowing, Paul. So I'm going, Paul, to quit my job, Paul, because I've had enough. And that just went that went round and round my head as this snow fucking fell. It's snowing, Paul. So I'm going, Paul. To quit my job, Paul, because I've had enough. <laughs> did you? I, I don't think I did then, but I did like, I, I think something else, you know, like some fucking easy work at Lakeside or something come, come in. Have you ever told anyone to stick their job? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, this was like, probably, probably, if I had to talk about the proudest moments of my life, it'd be right up there. <laughs> Go on. Um, I was working, I was working for Foster's. Right. Uh, For those that don't remember, uh, kind of high, like a top shop of its day, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was kind of it was below top man, wasn't it? Yeah. In, in terms of like, but it was it, above buy above rights. Above buy rights, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, so I had this job where I was because I'd, I'd worked for Burton's previously, and they wouldn't let me have they wouldn't let me go on a football holiday, so I left. And then I got a job working for this suits concession, selling suits in. Uh, like as a floating member of staff between Burton's, Topman and Foster's. But I spent most of my time in Foster's, but they needed us to, like, to you know, just pick up the slack in the other stores yeah. when people weren't there. And uh, the manager in Foster's, he was just a, you know, like a, a retail, he was just a fucking stereotypical, like early 90s retail manager, just a fucking cunt. <laughs> and um, he had a right, pr- he, his, his main problem with me was the fact that he weren't the boss of me. Do you know what I mean? Because I worked for a concession, yeah. he wasn't my manager. He was the manager of the shop, which I yeah. happened to work in. And um, I, weren't a, I weren't a cunt. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd keep, keep the area tidy, fucking serve customers, and I was polite and nice to people. And I wanted to fucking, do, you know, I wanted to sell suits to people, but I weren't going to sell suits to people and be a cunt about it. Yeah. So we had this thing that we used to, um, if a customer wanted a certain size and you didn't have it, you'd ring up Topman or Burton's, and you'd go, have you got a thirty, you know, a thirty-four leg in these yeah. trousers? And you'd just run down there, get it, and make the sale. Yeah. Right. And he put this thing in place where you had to complete all the paperwork first before doing that. 
right? And it just meant that the customers are fucking hanging around, people walked off, and you're losing sales. So we just ignored him. And then he caught me coming back in the store one time with this fucking pair of trousers this customer was waiting and just fucking, like, you know, like gave me a dressing down in front of the customer. And um, so I just said to him, like, you can't talk to me like that. And uh, he's just kind of like, you know, sort of seen his ears prick up. Uh, what? And I, I just ended up, I properly let him have it. I just called him a little ginger cunt in, <laughs> in front of this store full of people. And, like, he just looked like he was going to explode. He went bright red and just went like, get your coat and get out my store. And so I went and got my coat and left. And, like, you know, you think, oh. And so I've rung up the boss of the suits concession and told him what happened. And, like, he said, like, I'll get back to you. But I knew what it was the writing on the wall was like, I weren't going to be able to work from anymore. Um, and so I got the boot. But um, I got a marker and I went round the back of the shop and I wrote loads of really horrible stuff about his wife outside the back door where everyone used to go out every day to fucking collect the stock and that. Like really, really horrible sexual things about his wife. <laughs> and the next thing I heard was that all the Saturday boys got taken in one by one in the office. Oh. And like, you know, like, because he was trying to get the bottom of it. Like, I can't believe he didn't know it was me. Do you know what I mean? I've yeah. called him a cunt on the shop floor in front of everyone. <laughs> But have, you oh, ever, have you ever given a boss what for? Um, yeah. So it was my first ever full-time job. So I was 16. Uh, and the dumb thing at my school uh, was... Well, I, I weren't planning on going to college. Uh, I was going to go and get a job in the city. Uh, and so me and this fella called Lee uh, went up and spent the day going around like agencies putting our CVs in. Yeah. And then I got a job for... Oh, God. I can't remember what the building's called in Allgate. As you drive around this fucking big roundabout in London, we used to drive past it all the time. I can't remember what the fucking something has. I got a job as an office junior there. Yeah. And at 16, my haircut weren't a lot dissimilar to what I've got now, but it was like shaved quite short at the sides and back. Yeah. And would have probably been a little bit kind of quiffy on top. And uh, I remember like me nanad bought me my travel card and like and I think my mum and dad have like got me a suit out of buy rights or something and uh, and I remember just sitting on the train like just thinking I don't feel mature enough to do this I'm 16 I actually the idea of working in London like I don't think I'd actually thought that it involved work I thought it'd just be like going to London for a day out yeah and I remember just getting in this office and it was just being really boring and I remember just feeling like really young, just feeling like, like I shouldn't be there. And and there was just these two stuffy old cunts that were just like sort of sitting there. And I could hear them behind me. And then they started talking about my haircut and like our office juniors, should that be more presentable? And I remember just thinking, oh, fuck this. Uh, and they just carried on. And I just turned around and I just went, I'm going home. And they went, what do you mean you're going home? And I went, I'm going home. And they went, why? I said, because I want to go to college. I don't want to work here. <laughs> and they were like, but you, I went, I don't care. I'm going. And like, and I think I might say something like, don't try and stop me. They weren't ever going to try and stop me. <laughs> I think they were just like, what? And yeah, I remember like walking out and then like getting home from like, getting off the station and then like going to me nan and saying, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to try and get me money back on my travel card. But like, 
I can't do it. And I signed up to college that day. And yeah. And I do remember like thinking, I'm so glad I've done that. Yeah. Like, and didn't just like stick that out because it weren't for me. It really weren't for me. Don't try and stop me. It's one of them phrases like, I think I'll speak for everyone here. I weren't speaking for anyone other than myself. You could tell that everyone else was just like, why is that weird kid with a shit haircut fucking <laughs> trying to make out he's starting a revolution here? <laughs> Do you remember uh, Cutler, who used to play guitar with us yeah. a long while ago? He, uh, he quit his job at Burger King by stuffing his uh, uniform down the toilet and flushing the chain and flooding the toilets. That's a maverick move, isn't it's it? It's a way to go, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever, if I ever just gone. I know when I finished at Asda, there was a bloke called Lennox there who was like, and it is so weird because you're young, and this was like, I was at college then and worked at Asda with Lee and like Ross and all, all, all the gang all worked there. And there was this bloke called Lennox, and like, in hindsight, I would have been like 17 and or 16, and he was probably probably about 21 and like and I just never understood how people could take their job seriously yeah do you know what I mean yeah but there's one of them there's one of them everywhere you work and yeah. like that's that's why the office is so brilliant is yeah. because everywhere I work there was a gareth yeah and there was a dawn. There was someone you absolutely fucking couldn't stand who took their job so fucking seriously and someone you wanted to have it off with and it weren't even because they were nice or you had anything in common. Yeah. It's because you were just fucking trapped there. And I, I remember, like, Lennox, like... And there was Lennox and a, and a geezer called Wayne. And both of them were, like... Like, they probably had, like... I think they both had, like, XR3 eyes and just were, like... <laughs> which is absolute fucking Gareth Keenans. Yeah. But thought they were, like... Basically, were probably just fucking shit kids that just fucking took all their frustrations out on fucking hated us because we were college kids that were just working at the weekend and didn't give a fuck. And like, and it was that whole thing of like, get your head down, mate, this time next year. You know, you could be here. Yeah. Uh, and I remember like, when I left, I remember just like, uh, on the last night, we was all going to go, me, like Ross and all that, we all went, we said we was going to go to pizza up and have some food and a drink in Lakeside. And, uh, and I remember, like, Lennox said something along the lines to, like, one of them that, uh, no, you ain't getting out tonight. Like, I know what you're doing. You're going for his leaving, do. And, uh, no, nah, I don't want it to. And he was just being, like, trying to make everything, like, difficult. <clears throat> and I remember just saying to someone, I'm going to fill him in. <laughs> and, like, and at the time, now you just think, like, oh, no, I don't work here anymore. That's fine that I get forgotten. I could just fill him in. Yeah. And I remember just going, like, yeah, tell him I'm going to fill him in. And uh, and apparently he was, like, really scared then because he just felt <laughs> like someone was going to belt him up. I had no intention of ever doing that. But I remember just trying to give it the big one in front of, like, the rest of the lads that worked there. And, uh, and I remember, like, literally I was down the Bogrow Isle in the warehouse and, like, Lennox come round the corner and I just thought... Oh, I'm going to have to punch him, aren't I? Like, I can't back out of this now. And he just went, yeah, really, really, really sad to see you go, mate. Um, <laughs> you ever need any more work, don't don't hesitate and get in touch. You know, you've been a real, real good asset to us here. And I was just like, oh, yeah, f- thanks, mate. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> and, like, while saying that, sort of just like, 
casually looking over his shoulder just to check that no one else could see what was going on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so, yeah, I didn't actually tell him where to go, but, yeah, it did come as a kind of a reaction to me telling, like, someone else that I was going to eat him when I had no intentions of ever doing it. Um, I'm just trying to think what else we can uh, we, we touch on. We, we, we're over the hour mark, and there's a few things I've got notes to uh, to discuss. Um, well, the marathon, the London Marathon, started in March uh, 1981. Yeah, I was I was surprised to see that. Yeah, well, I don't I know when I thought the marathon started, but I thought it would have been a bit of a longer longer tradition than that. Memories of the marathon. Um. Yeah, it's just it's, yeah, it's just Jimmy Savile, isn't it? It's pretty much it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got no interest in the marathon, really. I remember just occasionally seeing Peter Duncan and just going, "Oh, there he is, there Roy he Castle." Is. Bit of Roy Castle, but like, you just wanted to see the fellow in the fucking silver tracksuit, didn't you? Yeah, with a big cigar. There he is. Right, <laughs> raising all the money for charity. Yep. Uh, was it on the London Marathon Paula Radcliffe shit herself? She pissed herself. No, she shit herself. No, she didn't. She had a piss in the fucking... She literally run off the pavement, uh, onto the pavement and had a little wee-wee. Yeah, out of bum. It was, a, it was a slash. Rusty water. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll tell you what I want to finish up on. I wonder whether one of the listeners can clear that up for us. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a few other things that happened that we should uh, pay attention to. Uh, Peter Davison replaced Tom Baker mm. as Anyone care? Well, some people, some people our age, probably some of the listeners, but age between forty-seven and forty-nine to this podcast, will be fans of Doctor Who. So you shouldn't be so dismissive about it. Can I be dismissive about it? Well, yeah, you are going to. Because yeah, it's, it's a children's TV programme. I'll speak on behalf of both of us. Um, it's boring. No, I, I wouldn't say it was boring. I, I mean, I wasn't that interested when Peter Davidson became Doctor Who because he weren't as good as Tom Apart Baker. Tom Baker, have you ever watched it? I watched a couple of them when it came back with Christopher oh, Eccleston. shut up. Yeah, no, 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 I didn't like it, so I didn't watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. Like it's not Star Wars. Why they weren't? They didn't have guns. Yeah, but you're setting the bar. That's like saying birds aren't Pamela Anderson. Like not everything can be fucking Star Wars, can it? Sci-fi. I think. Right. Well, uh, I'm gonna throw it out there. Right. Sci-fi is rubbish unless it's Star Wars. Logan's Run. No. Soylent Green. No. I'm going to throw Alien in there. Planet of the Apes, you cunt. <laughs> Get in for the win. Is that sci-fi? Yeah. That's like prehistoric, isn't it? It's sci-fi. But they're monkeys. Yeah, there's people in spaceships. I don't want to spoil how it ends if you ain't seen it. No, but I'm talking about the new ones. I ain't seen any of the new ones. I'm going to say, set in the 90s with a load of gibbons. <laughs> One gibbons is enough, fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, we haven't even really gone in on the television, but the only thing that I did make a, a, a note of, uh, 321 was on. Um, memories of that? 
just just trying to do that face. It's like trying to do that thing with your hand yeah, that, that Ted Rogers did. Could you remember anything else about it? No, no, just the the, the ridiculously fucking cryptic questions yeah. that you could never get the answer to to win a fucking dustbin. Yeah. And I remember just thinking you're going to win that fucking mechanical robot, but but no, you know you. you just won a dustbin. Yeah. That mechanical robot was the bollocks. Um, what do you reckon you practice more? Three, two, one. To all be paddy special sauce. 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 Either or. Either or. Uh, yeah, I remember just like, he fucking had that now, didn't he? Yeah. Old Ted Rogers. Yeah, that's why he got the job. Oh, really? Yeah. So what if people like Lenny Bennett and Larry Grayson were just getting Couldn't in the right to do? Couldn't yeah. do it. <laughs> Uh, have I ever told you about uh, my brother Bill and, and his dusty bin? No. So what three two one uh, probably didn't capture was the the market of uh, Schneid uh, dusty bins that were everywhere. So most people in their house would have had uh, like kids would have had a a dusty bin bin. I, I had a ceramic dusty bin money box. Yeah. So it was if it went a bit dusty bin. Uh, I had like a furry bin that was like... Just this Don't t- talk about your mum's fanny like that. <laughs> <laughs> but one Christmas, uh, we got one which is about the size of a beer barrel. Like a, a big dusty bin. Yeah. With a big lid on it. Furry. I mean, it had like cheap fur on it and a couple of fucking yeah. fuzzy felt eyes just slapped <laughs> on the front. Like just, just pure fucking Tilbury Market. Uh and I don't know what we used it for, but it ended up uh, being used for uh, my little brother Billy to put his uh, toy cars in. Uh, Billy's a lot younger than me, and I remember like waking up one morning and like and going in the bathroom to have like a wee when I woke up, and just looked and like there was like three hundred toy cars in the bath, like you know in water. I was like, we had toys for the bath, and I was like, what? Why is why is all Bill's cars in the in the bath? And then I sort of went downstairs, and my dad had the hose on dusty bin, <laughs> and I was like, well, what, what happened? And uh, my brother had slept. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Walked and got up in the night, <laughs> lifted the lid up, pissed all over his cars, <laughs> then put the lid back down and went back to bed. <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up, Rob. Um... Yeah, I'm just trying to think if I've got any more things that are um, a, a Reagan assassination attempt. Yeah, uh, happened in March this month. Oh, um, we uh, we was in America. Really? We was it? Yeah, the, like when we was kids, we well, we weren't really sport. It was fucking. It was March, so it was Freddie Laker was doing cheap flights. Yeah, I don't think we was rich enough. I don't think we was, we was rich enough to do any of the things that my dad. Thought it was a good idea to do, yeah. but but we did it anyway. Yeah, um, and we yeah we went um, went to America. Yeah, and went oh, went be nice out yeah. there with your Atari while I was in fucking Yarmouth with my Philip GT two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have lent you it if I if I'd have thought you might have took it apart and not left two screws out. <laughs> Right, just to give that a little bit of clarity as well, because he's brought it up on every single episode and probably every time we've ever fucking sat and had a beer. Um, Cunt had a, a, an air rifle that was so 80s, it was called a Gat Gun. It was a pistol, and, and for those that don't know, it was your kind of... It almost felt like a glorified spud gun, didn't it? Even though it would took an eye out, right? No, no, it, it, it took metal bullets, so it was a proper gun. I mean, metal it was, bullets... It wasn't a spud gun, was it? No, but it took lead pellets. Yeah. Not metal bullets. Well, you know, he's lead and metal. Um... I'm sure it probably would have been on the box that it could take an eye out, and you would literally push this really long barrel into the the kind of the basic barrel, and then you'd like like unscrew this little bit of the back and put a pellet in it, and and then like press press the trigger, and it'd like sort of spit out a, a pellet for about fucking eight foot. But um, I'd I'd grown up like my, my dad always had guns. Uh, and and I had a Gat gun when I was little, and but I'd sort of upgraded to like an air rifle, and and I think I'd probably told you at that point, probably around about then, I had a four ten shotgun, like that. My dad would like take me shooting with. I don't remember any of this. I just remember like <laughs> my gun weren't quite firing properly. I've got this. You yeah, you being one of them people that says, "Oh, I know what I'm doing," but not having a fucking clue. Took the whole fucking thing apart like to bits. And me going, are you going to be all right putting that back together? And you, and you were like, yep, yeah, I've got this. And then you put it all back together and went, there you go. And then there's two screws left on the grass. And I'm like, there's two screws left. And you're like, oh, don't worry about them. And it never fucking worked. It never, what? ever fucking worked. That's the story of my life. Them two screws is basically how I've conducted my whole fucking life. <laughs> is that important? Nah, that'd be all right. We'll just fucking wing it. No, it's fucked. You'll have to get a new one, but... It's back together. <laughs> I sold you the right fucking story, though, right? <laughs> oh dear. Um, so you're you're in the states. Yeah, we we went to, we went to America, and uh, we sort of toured around Florida, just like in a rented car, uh, staying in da- Days Inns. 
right. like little motels. And uh, me, uh, Lil, and my mum all had like terrible fucking shits. Like the just the worst fucking shits and the worst sickness. And we're just like puking our rings everywhere. And um, every time like we, we threw up somewhere, my dad would be like, right, got to move on tonight. We're like, we're all too ill to go in the carnies. We don't want me getting it as well. <laughs> so we, but, but we went to like, went to fucking uh, Disney World and uh, yeah, like it would have been like an early, it was Disney World in Florida. So I don't think it had been open that long. Yeah. And um, what were we other sport kids like? Were they all right? I, no, there was, it was a lot of kids like had, had leukemia and stuff. Probably edit that out. <laughs> yeah, <it's, it's No. Well, you went for a wee in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> we can do that. Out. Uh, right, so you're on holiday with a load of other sport kids in America, right? You've got, you and your mum have got the shits. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we went uh, went to uh, Sea World, and uh, there was this thing called the Stars Hall of Fame, which was like Madame Tussauds, where they had like a, a waxwork of. Superman and that, and had my photo taken with it, and then uh, went. Was Disney- you taller than Superman? Yeah, I was about three foot taller than Superman, <laughs> <laughs> and he was standing up then. Um, And then we went to um, yeah, we went to went to Disney World, and uh, it was like I don't <laughs> I don't think it had been open that long, but um, there was like Space Mountain, and uh, I remember like it's a small world, and Pirates of the Caribbean before it was like a film and that. Mm-hmm. It was just lots of animatronic dummies and that. But I think the, the thing that I remember most was um, there was this thing. <laughs> Are you right? <laughs> Go on. Thing oh. I thing I remember most was like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! <clears throat> thing you remember most is um, there was this thing called something. It was something like the President's Hall of Fame, 
right? And you all went and sat in in these seats like a fucking like a theatre show. Yeah. And um, when the curtains come back, it was all like the presidents of the USA. Like waxworks that talked. Like animatronic dummies. Mate, do you know what, right? I've seen an episode of Modern Family where the fella from... Uh, who's the star of it that was in fucking... Uh, oh, I don't know. Mary with Children, whatever it is. I don't fucking know. Uh, but he gets all the kids to go there and they all look really bored. And it's that that's still there. Oh, is it still there? Yeah, like Lincoln and all of that, all just fucking... Yeah, yeah. like, like you, you just sit there and these animatronic puppets, I mean... Like, I'm sure I'm remembering it better than it actually was. Yeah. But, like, get up out of a seat, walk up to a fucking lectern and, like, deliver a speech, like... And it was like fucking Westworld or something. Do you know It was like fucking being, yeah. being in the future. Yeah, crazy. I'm just thinking if there's anything else. Oh, do you know what? Um, the film Fame won a lot of awards this year. Huh. Uh, and I just want to sort of... Let, let's, beep, beep, let's... beep, 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 Baby, look at me and tell me what you see. You ain't seen the best of me yet. It's a fucking great song, Fame. You fan? Um, yeah, yeah. I think he's fucking great. Uh, I also really... Is it better than Flashdance, though? Irene Cara's other well-known Flash hit. Flashdance is fucking great. It's good. It's a Maroda one, though, Flashdance, yeah. isn't it? I don't know. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. A lot of moving electronic this episode, yeah. haven't we? What are these yeah. chariots of fire? We did do Einstein and Gogo last month. Boop, 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 boop. Did we? Boop, boop, boop. Did we? We, we, we should have. Because oh. I think that was in the charts at this it point. Was, wasn't it? Yeah. Beep, 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 And there was, oh, we, we did do Kelly Marie. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> this is going to be the soundtrack album available in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have done what fucking Sophie Ellis Bex had done and just done a fucking 80s disco in our front room, just fucking mouthing the songs. Um, Okay, uh, yeah, so... Oh, fucking hell, I'm a little bit pissed now. Uh, fame. So, what I wanted to talk about to, uh, to, to to finish up is... I mean, where we lived, you know, we lived right near the, the, the college that we ended up... Well, you didn't end up going there, but you was there as much as me. We used to just go there and muck about. Yeah. Um, but I remember when I was really little, seeing Fame and seeing that iconic scene where they all spill out onto the road and like and everything just becomes this amazing dance routine. Yeah. And I remember sort of seeing like some of the like the kids that I guess probably would have been like new romantics at the time, like going to like the college, yeah, and like and sort of driving past and seeing the refectory like at the front and just thinking. I always remember looking in there when I was going to my nans, like thinking, "Are they going to be dancing on the tables?" And I just <laughs> thought that that's what that was going to be like, and going there was obviously bitterly disappointing. But in regards to fame, I mean, did you used to watch the show? I, th- I think I did, yeah, but I, I, I don't have many memories of it. Oh, like, big thing for me, that. Yeah? Yeah. High fidelity, high, high, high fidelity. No, I don't think I, don't yeah, think I was into right. the kids for fun thing, all right? Tonight. High fidelity. My Leavers disco, Little Farrett, Slow Dance, Claire Wallace, 
Starmaker. Yeah, nah, nah, oh, not, nah, fucking not, not the kids from fame. I still fucking break me in half that if I hear that song. Really? Oh, mate. I didn't want to leave junior school and go to the fucking big school. It all goes downhill from there, doesn't it? No, I didn't. Do you know, I remember one of the fucking bullies, uh, as we walked out of junior school on the final day, going like, fuck off to the school. Like, uh, at the school building. And me just thinking, he don't really feel like that. He's crying inside, but he's doing that to fucking show that he's the big man. Yeah. I didn't want to leave little school and go into fucking big school. Oh, what a fucking dick. Did he go back the next day and write a load of fucking shit about the headmaster's wife on the back door so all the other people <laughs> saw it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Should we, uh, should we stop? Yeah, this fuck off. <laughs> See you next month. Bye. Remembering when we were young in the 80s. Beep 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 be